Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Manchester is Red podcast by the Manchester Evening News. I'm delighted to be joined again by Charlotte Dunker. Hello. And by Liam Corliss. Hello. How are we doing guys? Good. Hey, good. How good. are you? I'm good. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you everyone. two and all the listeners. <laughs> but we're two episodes, two games in. Yeah. After the last, our last podcast and it's two wins, eight goals. Yeah. Good start. Everything's feeling a lot more positive, which nobody would have predicted. The Mourinho sacking came out of the blue. Felt like everything was just stuck in a bit of a rut. We were all expecting another miserable Christmas, but United pulled it out of the bag, haven't they, in the last two games? Solskjaer's come and I think I was saying it in the last podcast, wasn't I? The thing you wanted to, we were expecting was the mood to change amongst the players Mm. and that's happened. The mood in the dressing room seems to have changed and obviously the most important thing for them is that they've got the two wins and but... It's almost what's happened is what we almost expected, hasn't it? Yeah, it's like we're psychic. We could see it coming. And and Liam, um, obviously two games, two wins and eight goals. What what has what have you seen that's different from Solskjaer and his management that maybe Mourinho was getting wrong? I think the players are <coughs> playing with a lot more freedom at the moment. I mean, the two games that we've had, United have had, um, Cardiff Cardiff away, Huddersfield at home. I mean, you got to say Mourinho would be would have been the favourite to have won those two matches anyway, regardless of the the managerial change. But it's more the manner of the wins that United have got uh, against Cardiff and against Huddersfield. You know, like you say, five goals in one game. That's the first time they've done that in the Premier League since Sir Alex's last game in charge. And then back that up with another three goals against Huddersfield on um, on Boxing Day. So I think what we've seen is a far more expansive style. We've seen far better off the ball movement. I think the full-backs have made a massive difference. We saw that with City a couple of years ago when Guardiola bought all those... Um, well, we bought Kyle Walker, Benjamin Mendy and Danilo with the intent of utilising the full-back positions. And, um, and that's obviously, that obviously worked for City miraculously well last year. And that, I think that's what, what Solskjaer's trying to do uh, at the moment with, with this team. And we saw that pro- probably more so... Yesterday, I would say Luke Shaw and, and Dallow, who's, who's more youthful than Ashley Young, getting forward. They were they were they were further, almost further forward than than Paul Pogba and uh, and the Manu Matic in midfield. So yeah, I think I think the fullbacks uh, have been a been a big um, what can I say factor in uh, United's upturn in form. Yeah, because you saw that yesterday, and Solskjaer was on the touchline, urging them the fullbacks. That's a lot of his attention to detail was with them pointing wide he wants so much width on the pitch and he's urging them to push up and get out wide and like Liam said if you go back to the United of old that's what United used to do wasn't it they used to utilise the wings and the width of the pitch and that's how they'd get the goals and crosses into the box and they haven't been doing that for such a long time so I suppose from that perspective it's good to see that's been brought back into the game but what that would have been that's a similar style of play that happened when Solskjaer was playing it Old Trafford. Mm. And 
I don't want to make this obviously all about Mourinho, but I mean, you look at when you do not think Mourinho had that style of play in his mind or wanted the players to play like that, or is this just a case of the players are now more focused on what the manager now wants them to do as opposed to when Mourinho was there? I don't believe that if he'd asked them to play that style of football that they would have turned around and not not played it. So begs the question that did he ask them to play that I don't think he did he's his approach and his style is very different to what we've seen from Solskjaer in the opening two games and very different from what you see in the rest of the league with Guardiola and Klopp and we've said it before maybe it's a management style that's outdated because it worked for him in the past and he's not evolved with the times and he's stuck with what what's helped him win in the past but he needed to move on from that and there's been this discussion hasn't there and you always see it when um, managers get sacked and the players start the next game the players start playing for the new manager and you just think well if you'd done that three games ago maybe you'd have been winning them but I just I don't think that they stopped playing necessarily because it was Mourinho I think his tactics were a big part of the problem do you reckon? Um, I think to be fair to Mourinho in his uh, two of his last few games in charge I think the, the home draw with Arsenal and the, the 4-1 win over Fulham I think we were kind of seeing signs that he was yeah. kind of progressing and being a bit more expansive. So he did so, that against Chelsea as well. Yeah. That was one of the, his better yeah. results, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, United should have won that game. I'm fortunate to concede that late Ross Barkley equaliser. But we saw the high press from the forwards, particularly against Arsenal. And uh, that's a game I thought United were deserving of a win. But I think at the end of the day that the relationship with the players kind of as I, well, it's, it's been clear since Solskjaer's come in like the morale's boosted massively players are playing with a smile on their face so I think it was more the fact that Mourinho had lost the dressing room rather than maybe uh, his stubborn approach that he supposedly had um, I think he was tra- like trying to change that but I think his relationship with the players had kind of deteriorated too much it, but it as well got- he'd say things like Say we were talking about playing out from the back. He doesn't. He didn't believe that he had the calibre of defender capable of doing that. Well, Victor Lindelof shown in the last two games that he is capable of doing that. So it's a hard one, isn't it? Because you'd think that if Mourinho had turned to, to Lindelof when he was in charge and said, I want you to push further forward, I want us to play out from the back, that he'd have grabbed at the chance because he clearly enjoys doing that because that's what we've seen in the last two games. But... I don't know. I just it doesn't sit with me that he's been telling them to play this expansive attacking mm. football and play it's, out from the back, and that they've just said no, we're all right. It's, it's almost that belief thing as well. I mean, was Mourinho in the summer was saying we need a defender, we need a defender. I mean, that's yeah. never going to give the current set of defenders at the club any confidence, is it? Well, especially so, when he bought the two centre backs. Yeah, and that's where it comes back to the relationship with the players and his man management. I think for all of Mourinho's qualities as a, as a football manager I think his man management style leaves a lot to be desired um, so yeah I think I think his relationship with the players the players weren't playing for him towards the end um, and that's why ultimately the, the change was made yeah and I know it, I know it's early days it's only two games in but this is a question to both of you um, who would you say has been the player that has stands out is almost like the leader who's took a, to set the example who's been playing very very well under Solskjaer so far I think it's quite obvious Paul Pogba mm. yeah Pogba, Pogba. I agree with that it was going to be one of them though wasn't mm. it that if you just knew as soon as Mourinho left and the shackles were free that he was going to like flourish and prove the point mm. that this Mourinho should have played him in this role all along because he played quite high up yesterday in the um 
Yeah. Boxing Day win it against Huddersfield. Yeah, I was going to ask what what you've seen different now from Pogba. Is it just is it just as simple as just a change of almost like mentality? Uh, I think he's running a lot more, which we didn't see under Mourinho, uh, and I think he's been a lot more sensible. So many like countless times under Mourinho, you'd see him kind of try and get his body in the way and just like shield the ball in the centre of midfield and then lose it, and that was such a frustrating aspect of his game. He was so ill disciplined, but under Solskjaer, obviously, he's feeling like he can kind of implement his best game in this system so maybe he's approaching the game a bit more sensible whereas in the past say if, he, if he's not had the right attitude because he doesn't believe that he's being utilised to the best of his ability maybe his concentration waned his, in my, his mind might have wandered but I think yeah he's playing a lot more sen- sensible under Solskjaer mm. And also, I mean, you're looking ahead now, I mean, the next five games, Bournemouth, Newcastle, Spurs, Brighton and Burnley, you've got clubs like Arsenal and Chelsea who have, big, who have to play the teams in and around them. So, it was eight points behind United half, top four. Is it still possible that United could could sneak in by the, to the end of the season? Of course it's possible. Anything is possible in football. Possible. And while it's still mathematically possible, of course it is, but I think... It's more to, as much as it's going to be down to United winning these games, it's going to be more interesting to see what the rivals do because it's theirs to lose really, isn't it? And we've seen yesterday where there was a few surprising results that we weren't expecting and there's obviously going to be a few more to come, but they're going to be relying on the other teams around them cocking up and then... United winning all their games but the gap isn't too big is it Leo? No. I mean, eight points with half the season gone eight points I mean United have won league titles being 12 points behind in March so I mean yeah. you've got in comparison it's, it's, it's well that was that was that was what I was about to say before you actually said it yeah. um, great minds well, absolutely <laughs> I don't know about great uh, so I've lost my trail of thought yeah it's possible anything and it is possible to claw back eight points, especially when you look at who they've still got to play because they've mm. got to play those teams. Yeah, I think the telling thing will be when United start to play the better teams in the league. I mean, they've played probably two of the three or four weakest teams in the division over the last couple of day, couple of games. So it's not... Um, kind of not reflective of where they might be when they come up against your likes of your Tottenham, who you're playing in... Um, the start of January when you come up against teams like those we'll, we'll, we'll see where United are because yeah. they have still looked fragile at the back Huddersfield had, had chances yesterday didn't they yeah, to, yeah, to score definitely. and if you look at Spurs they're shipping 5-6 in a game if they're finding their peak attacking foot it's going to take something to stop them you've got to obviously stop them from scoring or outscore them yourself so that I think that's going to be the biggest test because like Liam just said I'm not saying they were bankers the last two games because, but you would expect United to go out and win those games no matter who was in charge and whatever team they picked because the other two teams were in such a bad run of form. But that game against Spurs is probably going to be the benchmark to see how good United really are. Mm. And it's worth noting as well that the January transfer window opens in a in a week's time. United, I mean, obviously Solskjaer is here till the end of the season. There will be a new manager in the summer. Will... How is uh, what do you guys think? How is the tran- transfer window in January going to work? Do you think United are going to leave it as it is, or do you think Solskjaer will have some sort of say in maybe one or two players that they could bring in in January? He said that he will have a he will have a say on the January transfer window, but it will, I think it's going to go back down to the same as it was in the summer. I don't think United are going to splash the cash on someone they don't think is worth the money, which is what Mourinho's gripe with Woodward was. 
all the W's mm. um, back in the in the summer because they didn't think the players that Mourinho wanted them to spend the money on were worth the value that the clubs were after and I think that's going to be exactly the same in January no matter who's in charge because it's still Ed Woodward who's ultimately mm. making and sanctioning those decisions yeah. it's almost like a stick a twist for Ed Woodward isn't it because it's almost like if, if he help, if he lets Solskjaer bring in the players he wants maybe the manager who isn't obviously in the door yet might not favour that player so it, it's he has to just make a decision whether he allows Solskjaer yeah. to get I, his players I think historically United have never been big buyers in the January window anyway I mean the quality that's out there that's available to get is not the same as in the summer so I didn't think that even if Mourinho was still in charge and he retained the backing of the board that there would have been wholesale changes maybe a centre back no, yeah. well, I think I think they're talking like one yeah maybe a, maybe a centre back I can see coming in just because mm. there is still a weakness I mean United have won the last two games but they've still conceded in both of them so it, I would say that's the most pressing position for mm. them to strengthen in. and it doesn't matter then what, whatever manager because whichever manager comes in in the summer would agree yeah, would agree that they, that they need a centre-back so Absolutely. it's not like he's, you're going to spend £100 million on a star winger or something like that and that the new manager isn't going to agree with his style of play United do need a new defender yeah well there's, there's been speculation in the in the papers as well about Paul Pogba about a possible loan move back to Juventus I mean surely surely there's got to be no chance of that happening yeah. but apparently Paul Pogba's open to that from what I've read what do you? I don't know. What, what do you guys think about that? I mean, sh- I think that sounds a bit outrageous, to be honest. Uh, I think 100 Paul Pogba will be a United player at the end of the January window. Bold claims from Liam Corley. Absolutely. He's not, he's not going it's anywhere. It's going to be a headline, that isn't it? Yeah. One, in a different newspaper. Maybe if Mourinho was still in charge. Maybe and journalist hunt claims. I probably will be. Paul Pogba will be still at the club come you, the end of January. But you, you can't imagine United letting him go in January. No, you not. can't. And also, from his perspective, if he leaves now, his time back at United ha- has been a failure. It's been a disaster. So I <laughs> he now he's been given he's been given this new lease of life with Solskjaer coming in. Possibility of an well, not the possibility. There will be a new manager come the summer, and if it's a more attack-minded manager and who sees the quality in Pogba, then he's got the chance in that team to make himself the world-class star that everyone is expecting of him whereas if he leaves now midway through the season and with what's happened at United since he came back then it would just be a stain on his career really yeah it's almost almost like it's a bit of of old news really I mean it may be if Mourinho was still there and obviously United wanted to keep see if they wanted to keep Mourinho Pogba said right I want I want out and maybe then a loan deal could have been possible but right now you just can't now Mourinho's that. gone. You can't. I can't yeah. see any reason as to yeah. why he would leave. I think there was a stage, wasn't there, earlier this season when it was said one of them will have to go, like if the other mm. one is to stay. Like so, now that Mourinho's gone, I think we'll see. We'll see the best of Pogba maybe for the rest of the season. And if not, and if it all turns sour again, I think it's definitely um, something that will be revisited in the summer. Yeah, I made. I did make a mistake on my fantasy football last week, didn't oh, I, Charlotte? With, yeah, because with you didn't listen to Got your to advice, us. but Asked in fairness, it. I was going to do it, but mm. I f- the Friday night game with Liverpool me- messed it up. I missed the deadline. What was this? So he oh. asked for some fantasy football advice from us in the last podcast. We told him to put Rashford in and make him captain. What did Rashford do? Rashford scored. Yeah. What did Ash do? Didn't put him in his team. Did who's, he? He, who's your captain then? Uh, captain last week. Good question. I didn't actually do my team, so I think it might have been Lacazette. Oh, right. I, I don't think he did. You've I had might one got there. an assist. 
No, but um, I, I, I did correct that this week, and I did take Rondon Alpha Rashford. So who do you who do you want to know, who do you want to know for this? Uh, yeah, that's, this that's a question. I mean, I know who I'm going to pick. I think, right. but I'd, I'd like to hear yours before I mention mine. <laughs> well, Solskjaer's hinted at maybe a wholesale change to the front three. So he said um, Lukaku, Sanchez and Martial could be back in contention for Sunday and then has said, who knows, maybe he will change his full front three. I can't see him drop, dropping Marcus Rashford, to be honest with you. Anthony yeah. Martial's got to come back in. He was ill yesterday. Surely Lukaku comes in oh, off the no. bench. No. Off the oh, bench. Off the bench. Yeah, yeah. He, he can't start. Yeah, you look at that attacking the the front three that he's played in the last two games. Martial would have Martial was a banker to start yesterday had he not eaten a dodgy Christmas dinner or whatever it was that was up with him. <laughs> um, and Rashford nailed on starts. So that leaves you with who's going to start on the right? Jesse Lingard. Really, Jesse Lingard. Yeah, matter That's the decision. Romelu Lukaku. No, mm. not for me. What about what about Alexis? I mean, you know, where where would he where would would you see him fitting in, Liam? I mean, he's he can, he can play off the left, he can play off the right, he can play through the middle as well. So I mean, you've got you do have. I think he's been at, his move has turned out to be a bit of a disaster. Like, I mean, it's been it's been a year since he's been here. We've seen barely any glimpses of his, of the quality he showed at Arsenal. Maybe I think we've seen two games: Tottenham semi final of the FA Cup and uh, City away were his best games in United shirt but he's not done it anywhere near often enough but then you come back to the point of the new manager will he be given a new lease of life under the new manager I think he deserves a chance Solskjaer has already said that everyone's going to get a chance but Uh, where do you see him fitting in though because I mean because who misses out a player of his quality if he returns to the level he was at Arsenal he gets in in any of those three positions but it's just whether he can return on the right but who but knows? The, Primate, where, where did he? You're an Arsenal fan. Where, where did he? Ooh, I've been called out. Just, <laughs> here we go. This is definitely not getting cropped. <laughs> where did he play for the uh, majority of his Arsenal career? Was it down the left? Well, I'm, from what I remember, he started off on the right, then he went switched to the left, and then I think personally, I saw the best Alexis Sanchez through the middle, and. and when he got switched through from playing through the middle to the left, he never ever adapted. It felt like he never adapted to going back out on the wing. Yeah. He, just, he just felt he always wanted to be down through playing through the middle. But yeah. also yeah. as well, Anthony Martial, his best position is he's shown on the left. So you're going to shunt if if you were going to put Alexis Sanchez back in the team on the left like we just suggested, that then pushes him in into another position that he's not excelled in either. So I don't... I think I mean, if if you're playing within a, a fluid attacking front three, though, they they just interchange all three of yeah. them anyway. Could he go in January? Sanchez, yeah, on loan. I don't, think, about Pogba I don't on loan. think. No, so. I think that'd be a rogue decision. Because if you're bringing in a new manager at the end of the season, and they they might think we could have done with Alexis Sanchez, I could have got him back to his best. But I think a loan deal could make sense in the sense that United didn't pay any money for him, and it's just purely all wages, isn't it? So if a club like, I don't know, PSG or whatever came in for a loan loan offer for him and maybe threw a bit of money on top of it for the deal, you could... Would, would PSG want him, though, based on what, what, what they've seen so far when they've got Di Maria, Neymar, someone, Mbappe, Cavani? Someone would take him. Surely someone in Europe... I, I the think the most likely thing is he stays at United, he gets another chance. Uh, and I, when you were saying that he played through the middle for Arsenal and that was when he produced his best football, I think the two performances this season were he's actually played 
fairly okay for United a Bournemouth away and Juventus away when he plays through the middle yeah. so maybe maybe that could be an option I think he'd be a better option there than Lukaku anyway he was one of the, I thought he was one of the better players in that spell when United were everything was just going wrong I thought personally Sanchez yeah he was he was trying <laughs> all the points for effort <laughs> Well, you'll always, get, he'll always give 100% effort to be fair Sanchez even when it's not going well for him he's yeah. going to be given a chance but I think Sol- one of Solskjaer's biggest dilemmas is going to be how does he keep all those attacking players happy and how is he what is going to be the best attacking front three and quite I think the person who is probably going to set to miss out is going to be Lukaku because you just his style of play doesn't fit in with this nice attacking football that we've been treated to in the last two games I think it's a sign of a great man management how you keep all your all your players happy mm. and like in the in the treble season in 99 United had four top quality strikers and uh, and Ferguson kept them all happy so it's, mm. it's whether Solskjaer's got it in him and he's capable of kind of keeping the dressing room spirit high they didn't get on either did they the 99 I think was it, it Teddy was Sheringham and Teddy Sheringham and Andy Cole yeah they didn't get along didn't get along I think it was crazy when you think um, one of them I think Sheringham snubbed Andy Cole for a handshake on his England debut so right. and I don't think they ever recovered from them but they always played quite well together nothing like bearing a grudge is there yeah. <laughs> sign of a great manager isn't it keeping all them happy yeah but we can, um, we can we're going to go to a break now, and before we do a break, yeah, this is new for all the listeners. Oh. We're going to go. We're going to have a quick quiz question before we go to a break. Oh so we'll, no! And you might not get the right answer, but whoever is closest will win it. What do, do we, do we answer before or after the break? Is there a prize? Good question. I'll give you twenty seconds to think about your answer. We're not getting we'll involved back. in a quiz unless there's a. Prize. It's just one question. What's the prize? Some celebrations. I bought that. (laughs) 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 But no, the question is, we'll get straight to it. The question is, United have played 94 times on Boxing Day. How many times have they won? So don't shout the answer out. I'll give you 20 seconds to think about it. I about to shout the answer out then. And we'll come back to it after this break. Liam already knows it. Welcome back to the Manchester is Red podcast. We have spoke (laughs) to our panellists and they have... Two answers, Liam, Charlotte. I'll start with you, Liam. What we? Ninety-four times United have played on Boxing Day. How many times have they won? Uh, Doesn't have to be exact. The closest, I'm closest ch- answer. I'm, ch- I'm, I'm guess, my guessing uh, sixty-five. Sixty-five. I'm 65 going seventy-four. Four. Seventy-four. Yeah. Do you want to know the answer? Yeah. You'll be actually be surprised. You think it's higher or lower? Just give us the answer. <laughs> the too answer, much suspense. The answer is 51. Uh, 51 out of 94. And what were you going to guess uh, during the break? Over 80. 80. 84, was it? Excuse me, that was during the break. <laughs> nothing nothing happened during the break. Yeah, 51 times. United have won on boxing. So I win. Congratulations, so, you win yeah, a Liam, celebration that Liam I is the winner. You can pick between a bounty or a Snickers. Snickers, that's all that's left. I think a Christmas leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's all right. I'll take a Mars. Yeah, you can have the whole thing actually. <laughs> but no, we're moving on. Oh, great. From all the fun. What? <laughs> <laughs> all that fun. United, so, till yet, obviously, United want the manager in by the, obviously over the summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you think United will have that manager in place by the summer, or is it going to be a case of maybe February, March? 
they will make an announcement and of the new manager or does it just depend who the target is if it is Pochettino or I elsewhere? can't see them making an announcement before the summer they've they've already made the announcement that they want a permanent manager in the summer and that they've set around um, looking for who that is and the ball's in motion to try and get some the permanent manager in for the summer so making that announcement I think is announcement enough to let everyone know that that is the process that they're going to go down I can't see them announcing it before the summer especially if well obviously they were interested in Pochettino I just think it would be slightly disrespectful to Spurs as well when they've still well now they're second in the league they've still got a chance of winning something this season to make an announcement to say oh by the way your manager's going to leave you at the end of the season regardless of how how well you play I just I don't think that would be the right way to go about it really City did it didn't they with Pep yeah I think it was start February of that year yeah and I just it doesn't feel it doesn't sit right to say especially when the manager is currently managing someone else yeah I I also think if the players knew for definite Solskjaer wasn't going to keep the job permanently that they their intensity might drop a little bit knowing that they've got a new manager coming in does it matter what they like say if United are out of the race for the top four or they're struggling a little bit maybe they won't work as hard under Solskjaer anymore I think the only reason that the club would announce a manager mid-season is if it was going pear-shaped for Solskjaer and the club needed a bit of a lift and also if the manager that was coming in as a manager out of a job say Zinedine Zidane Mm. yeah it becomes a different matter entirely doesn't it if it's someone who's not in a job like Zidane but if it's if it's Pochettino someone like that I just what where's the benefit in, in making the announcement I don't think there is there is a benefit to be had yeah. by announcing it. So even if even if the deal gets signed off next month, then they agree whoever it is is going to come in in the summer, and it's all signed off like Pep's move to City was. What's what's the benefit in announcing that? Solskjaer's there at the minute. The United fans are fully behind him. He's brought some positivity back. Just let him have his moment. Let him have his five months next year, and then. Mm announce it even if they announce it the day after the season's ended and oh, we saw when when Guardiola was announced mid-season like City kind of, City fell away out of the title race didn't they that was the yeah. that was the year that Leicester won it yeah. and they City only just scraped into the top four so. yeah it does it seems like it does take the authority away from the manager yeah, in charge as well when yeah. that happens but with the two names have been mentioned Pochettino and Zidane mm-hmm. who do you who do you two I want to start, start with you Liam who is your ideal who is your replacement for Solskjaer or Mourinho slash Solskjaer? Providing Solskjaer doesn't win uh, win the Champions League and finish in the Would top four. Would you take Solskjaer if he won the Champions League? You can't miracle. You can't take the job away from him if he wins the Champions League. Oh, if he won League. the Champions League, but in all reality, you, do you think United can win the Champions League this season? Hey, stranger things have happened. Right. Yeah, that's true. Chelsea won it in 2012. But I would say Pochettino. With a weaker squad as well. Pochettino over Zidane, I think. Because he's got the got the um, expertise. He's managing the Premier League for a long time mm-hmm. now. I don't know how many years it is, but it's five or six. Um, and he's done very well on limited resources at Tottenham. Uh, he gets the players playing the right way. Got a good team spirit. And uh, I was going to ask, sorry, do you then? think? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. This is not my opinion, but do you think Pochettino would leave Tottenham in the Absolutely. summer? Hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Because some people would make the argument that they are moving into a new stadium. That's, I mean, they've got... Why, the, why what does that, that make What does that mean? That's not my opinion. I mean, I, I dislike Tottenham as much as anyone, but this is... <laughs> I, I was just wondering from 
the perspective of maybe a Tottenham fan that they would think, well, uh, why would he? Well, why would he leave? I mean, because Manchester United is still one of the biggest clubs in the world, and as a manager, to be even considered to ma- manage United, I think he definitely drop what he's doing at Spurs and and go there because it's the law of the club, the history, everything about it. Like, there's no way that if United want him, I can't see there's any chance that he'd turn it down. And he'll be given the funds to achieve maybe what he won't be able to achieve at Spurs. He'll be given like, Tottenham didn't sign a single player last summer. If he comes to United this summer, imagine imagine how much money he's going to be given. Mm, with a couple of hundred million maybe. in a sweet shop. Let's go wild. Sport for choice. Yeah, a stadium, well, the stadium won't make a difference, I don't think. I think that's a, a poor argument for... from. Not from not from you, not from you. No, you're just pointing ahead. That's fine, but I mean, Tottenham fans thinking that he might stay for a stadium. I think that's ludicrous. Yeah, people do. But what's the stadium going to bring them? What? How's a new stadium going to bring? It's not going to bring Spurs automatic success is it oh look at our shiny new stadium now we're going to win things I think it's almost like novelty effect isn't it it's where it's like oh first season at new ground you want to you want to but they're going to move in before the plant they're supposed to be moving in there finally I think in February so it's not like he's the team's not going to play there under him because he's not going to leave before the end of the season Mm. that's a a fair point ridiculous argument not my argument I must say (laughs) (laughs) but um would you take anyone from Tottenham? Or do you think he would be 100% if he did get the United job in the summer that he would be straight knocking on Tottenham's door in. for a couple of players? Not sure. I mean, <laughs> perhaps. Uh, I don't I don't know really like where United would kind of cherry pick the players from. Like What players from Tottenham are absolutely stand out that would just walk into United's team? I'm not saying there aren't any players that would come into United's team. I think he's got the best out of that Tottenham team more than the actual like the players the being level. like yeah yeah, yeah that's, he's, that's like, he's, he's maximised that team those players potential obviously you'd have Harry Kane but beyond that Ericsson perhaps Ericsson uh, central midfielders I don't Cent- think I don't defense, think defenders <laughs> I mean there's been talk of all the way around that never seems to go yeah. away yeah uh, I'm sure Gareth Bale rumors. I think he'd be an upgrade. I think he'd be an upgrade on the on the current options at United, definitely. But come the summer, be there might be the option. Such- should it though, if we get Pochettino, it shouldn't be a which Spurs players can we yeah. bring. It should still be a Who's who who United? is the best defender that yeah. will fit in in this team, rather than oh, it'll be easy to sign him because he used to put, he used to manage him at Spurs. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think whatever happens, I mean, from now to the end of the season, I think United, I think Solskjaer and almost almost as a free hit at it I mean you've got the Champions League as well as well as just going for the top four and I think every week now it's just almost almost like a period of just enjoyment and just yeah relaxing. and I think that's the probably the biggest thing about Solskjaer coming in as much as United fans will want them to finish as high up the table as possible the main thing is that now they're going to enjoy going to Old Trafford again it's not a chore and the the football is more exciting it's the attacking football that they've been after Solskjaer's a club great he's come back in there's all this happiness around him and I think that's the main thing now till the end of the season just maintaining that that happiness and fans enjoying going to the game again and obviously finish as high up the table as possible but no one in the world thinks they're going to win it so yeah I was at the game yesterday and the the, the atmosphere around the around the ground, the supporters in and, in and outside the stadium was uh, 
I'd say there was a lot of excitement about um, and Solskjaer obviously when he came out at the start of the game waving to the fans the atmosphere was incredible and there's just a feeling of kind of yeah like you say enjoyment again around United after a few turgid years under Van Gaal and Mourinho we actually this this is the first time United have had an attacking manager since Ferguson's left I know he's an unproven attacking manager but at least he's actually going to kind of employ the the traditions of the club so to speak Mm, and we'll see by end of the season what does what does unravel at United I mean whether Solskjaer does lead them the Champions League that's been suggested but got a tricky well, tricky game but you know like yeah, I say strange, stranger things have happened yeah stranger things have but, happened but indeed this is, me, this is not by any means me saying United are going to win the Champions League mm. I'm sure a top, top four as well would be I think a great achievement as well a top, top four and no trophies I think any United fan would take that right now mm. lay the foundations for next season mm. be it with or without Solskjaer Fantastic. Thank you too for joining me. Thank We're, you. It's, um, we'll, um, well, I think we should do this one again, maybe in the cutting. Maybe not in the next few days, but obviously after the new year. Yeah. The Newcastle game coming yeah, up. Yeah, after the Newcastle probably. game, I reckon. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have another gathering. Thank, <laughs> thank <laughs> More you. More quiz questions coming your way. Oh, I'll have one. Don't, I want don't you worry be- about that. Better quiz question this time. Yeah, I know. I'll have to try harder than that. It's, I try to make it around Christmas and Boxing Day, and for some reason, that's the only one I thought of. It's, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, we'll I'll let you off. You got yeah. a good six days to think for the next one. Yeah and you can give me some fancy tips as well for then as well but thank you all for joining me we'll um we'll be we'll obviously be back after new year so until then have a very good new year and we will see you soon <laughs>